back down to the conversation lines for some more juicy fish talk. Winter has arrived. Not a flake of snow on the ground, but yesterday I saw the first old gentleman stepping outside with wool socks pulled on over his shoes to guard against slipping. Tuesday the 15th of January. Here it is, the first snowfall of the year which means nobody ventures outside, and everyone's stocking up on provisions. In our little shop downstairs, there's not a packet of biscuits or a bar of chocolate to be had any more. The war, you know. It's lucky for today's young people that we are just about the only ones left who've lived through the war. Soon they won't have to put up with any more old crock's tales about tulip bulb soup and having to walk seven hours for a bunch of carrots. The final count is seven dead fish. Yesterday, the police were called in. The two young constables hadn't a clue how to go about solving the case. None of the bright efficiency you see on the telly from these two. First, they inspected every nook and cranny of the aquarium as if they thought there might still be one left in there in need of resuscitation. Yeah, they're dead all right, said the one. The cakes what did them in, probably, said the other. Steelbargain had ordered the dead fish to be left in the tank as evidence. Maybe she'd been expecting a forensic pathologist, who knows? In any case, the officers just seemed eager to get out of there as soon as they decently could. The director was insisting on a thorough investigation, but the younger copper told her that it would entail lodging a criminal complaint. Couldn't she do that right now? No, she'd have to make an appointment at the station, either in person or via the website. Fine, but what were they supposed to do with the dead fish? The constable suggested the rubbish bin. Yeah, but don't leave them in there too long. Or you could flush them down the toilet. Then the gentlemen turned on their heels and vacated the premises. Night, ma'am. Mrs. Stelbargen was appalled. Outrageous! It's simply outrageous! Is there any way to treat the taxpayer? It was lovely to witness the woman's helpless tantrum. Apparently... Her power has no reach outside the four walls of this institution. Wednesday, the 16th of January. Ebert dropped by. To avoid the conversation lounge, we went for a little shuffle through the snow. Walk for five, rest for five. We are faced with the inevitable. Rollator, mobility scooter, or the Canter LX microcar. Such sexy options. A week ago, in front of the secondary school round the corner, a boy of sixteen or seventeen showed off a tomato-red canter he must have borrowed from his gran. He used the little car to tote the prettiest girls' school bags, with the pretty girls themselves following on their bikes. I haven't ever seen a youngster driving a mobility scooter for fun or pushing a relator, That is why my preference is for a nicely pimped canter. 
even if that throws me in with all the other pathetically bad drivers at the wheel of one of those biscuit tins. A canter ploughed full steam ahead into a confectioner's shop the other day, coming to a stop in a deluge of licorice and assorted shortbread, with two fat ladies' horrified faces smashed against the windshield. Their little dog got stuck under the brake pedal. Truth is better than fiction. Here, the topic of almost every conversation is either the snow or the great fish caper. The old biddies keep coming up with the most fanciful conspiracy theories, and some aren't shy about making unsubstantiated accusations. For example, close to the time of the murder, two residents had seen Mrs. Alcher in the corridor where the fish tank is located. The fact that her room is on that corridor and that being three floors up she can hardly be expected to climb.